Hi, this is Tiffany, and I love AVA Live Radio. This is Brian J. Klein, and I love AVA Live Radio. Hey, this is Rob Hill from Canada, and I absolutely love AVA Live Radio. Hi, this is Tara Everly of Iridescence, and I love AVA Live Radio. Hey, guys, this is Jacqueline Jackson, and I love AVA Live Radio. This is Lainey Nash, and I love AVA Live Radio. This is Chris Bishop, and I love AVA Live Radio. Hi, this is Naomi Som, and I love AVA Live Radio. Hi, we're Orange Avenue. And we love AVA Live Radio. Welcome everyone to AVA Live Radio Behind the Music with Jacqueline Jacks. On the show today, I'm going to be interviewing with Craig from Drift Into Black. Here's their brand new song, Death From Above, from their new album. Episode number 655 is underway. So glad you're here. Don't forget to share it with a friend.
great new song, Death from Above by Drift into Black. Please welcome Craig to AVA Live Radio. Hey there, how are you? I'm good. How are you? How's everybody? Excellent. Thank you. Very, very happy to be here. And you know what? You have been doing so well with the images and the music. I'm really excited about it because it makes a huge difference in my world. <laughs> it really does. Awesome. Yeah, I, I try to I try to bring like a visual experience to, you know, all uh, my social media and stuff like that. So I, I think um, I, tr- I try to get something posted every day, you know, I think it's important. It's really important. Yeah. And, you know, for that matter, I was talking to, you know, I talk to artists all day long, actually. And, but one in particular, and I'm not going to mention any names because I don't want them to get embarrassed, but, you know, they were like, you know, I'm just feeling bad about myself on social media these days. And I think it's because there's an expectation that everything you post is going to get seen by everyone that's following you. And so then you tend to think that if nobody reacts, that you've done something wrong or that you should just stop doing it. You know what I mean? So how do you, how do you manage that expectation? Because, you know, my first thing to tell them was like, you know what, don't let it get you down because one post is not enough. You have to keep doing it. But that, that's just it. I mean, you have to, um. Uh, yeah, a lot of posts I post are not always going to get a hundred likes, whatever. And it's, uh, I, to be honest, when I look at that, I just post whatever who's ever interested in in uh in the music. Um, you know, uh, uh, I just post for that reason only, not not for for uh, uh, the, the the quantity of of hits I get or anything like that. I I think I think if if um, people believe in what you're doing, um, they're going to, they're going to, you know, they're going to flock to your page. You're going to see what you're posting every day. And you're right. I think you do have to post every single day in order to, uh, you know, uh, um, kind of garner interest. Um, I'm not saying just shove your product down everyone's throat, but I, I think you definitely need to be, um, you need to be relevant by constantly posting. Um, I, I hope that answers the question. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It really does. You know, it's it's like one of those things where it has to build up over time. I've I've often done uh, different songs and put them out there, and and the first, unless you have a mailing list, right, which you have collected over time. So the mailing list typically mm-hmm. is going to serve as all the people that are like the super fans that really stick by you. And so, of course, the mailing list is going to be your your most active community because when you post something and you get it to mail, then those people opening those mails, they're going to share it. They're going to interact with it at, at the most, you know, active quality. And then after that, it's like there's social media pages where it's a mix of people just getting to know you, maybe just finding you for the first time. And then some that are really diehard fans. And those are the ones that like show up, you know, a minute after you've posted and you're like, wow, how did you see this so fast? <laughs> it's like they have you on radar. <laughs> exactly. And, and what I believe also is I'm not saying you should spam people, but if your music is good enough, people won't look at it as spam. They, they're going to be thanking, they're going to be thanking you for spamming them. You know, um, I've yeah. noticed that reaching to people out on Facebook and, and saying, Hey, listen, uh, um, I see that you're into, into uh, this type of music. I think you might like my album. And they, not one person has said, 
to me, why are you sending me this? They actually thank me. They're like, you know, I usually don't open things like this, but this really just, you know, knocked me off my feet. And, and, um, I think if you engage with people like that and send them personalized messages, it, it, it uh, it doesn't seem robotic or anything like that. I, I think you really, really need to, to uh, engage with your fans and talk with them and, you know, and get their advice too on what they like to hear, maybe for the next record or whatever. Absolutely. Yeah, I know, I know what you're saying for sure. And it's, it is the quality of posts. And what you're talking about is like having a niche audience. You know, obviously it's not going to be, you know, I like to mix it up on social media. I always find that like if I'm only... Um, just making announcements, then yeah, they're going to get less action and less comments because I'm not really inspiring anybody to comment. But then I find that like, if I post one picture a day, then everybody's saying that I'm not there enough. So I have to post like four pictures a day, which you would think would be spammy. But if you really like know what it is that your audience wants from you, you can give them a lot more video clips, a lot more pictures, you know, and that's, that's the beauty of having that niche audience that really just, you know, is on board with what you're doing. So there is a huge difference. I totally get it. Tell me where this project is for you right now. I mean, is this something brand, brand new? Is it part of an album? Tell us all about it. Well, I, um, I, I'm basically a one man band. I, I sing, play guitar, keyboards, piano. Um, I write all the lyrics. I write all of the music. I mixed and mastered the entire album myself. And I, I just basically, uh, hired session drummer, bassist. And, uh, I think there's additional female vocals on the album and, uh, uh, a cellist. Um, uh, it's, it's kind of like a project. Uh, I, I spent 18 years playing for a, uh, dark rock doom metal band called gray skies fallen. And, uh, I played keyboards for them for 18 years. And, and um, and I kind of just wanted to go off and do my own thing. I, I didn't want to do the, where I have to be at rehearsal every, every other weekend and stuff like that. And I, you know, I wanted something where, I can come and go whenever I want and, and I have full creative, uh, um, creative control. And so I released my first EP shadow people in late 2017. I took a break from music after I left my, my former band for like two years. And then, uh, and in mid 2017, I conjured up drift in the black. And, and then by late 2017, I had an EP already written and, and, uh, I released it digitally um, uh, everywhere, you know, Spotify, uh, iTunes, all that. And then, um, I started writing right away and, and, um, and, and almost less than a year, uh, dead sons and the forever moon was completely written as well, which is a full length. Um, and the reaction has been pretty much warm. I, I mean, I'm getting press releases and, and, um, and reviewed on all the major heavy metal websites. Uh, so, you know, it's, that's basically where I'm at now. <laughs> that's awesome. I love to hear that, you know, cause hard work needs to be rewarded and isn't often rewarded just because you don't really know what to do with it. And that's something that I hate to see with artists cause you guys need to always be inspired in order to create these amazing works of art, you know, you know, it's, it's, t- it's, 
considering I'm doing it all on my own, it's kind of a labor yeah. of love. And it's, and sometimes you got to have inspiration. You, you have, you have to have that creative drive, but also you have to have that business drive too. Like I have contact lists from every magazine and radio station and, and you have to send individually personalized messages to every single one of them in order for them That's to true. say, Hey, listen, he's not going through an agency. He's doing it himself, but I can see that he's actually interested in our site. He's, you know, uh, uh, seen what some of the editors have, have written of albums that, you know, uh, you know, of albums that we've reviewed and stuff like that. So it's, it's a lot of work. It really is a lot of work. And, and you just, in, in order to, for people to, um, uh, to hear it, you got to be personal, and and not not just with fans. Um, it's with magazines, and websites, and, and and everything, radio stations, all that. So I mean, it is a labor of love. Very true, it is. You know, but I mean, as a musician, it's a pleasure. I th- I think it is. I mean, I don't I don't really dislike any part of the process as of right now. <laughs> of course, I no, keep my process. You know, it, it's it's different for everyone, right? I mean, you you have yours, I have mine, and and some of them are a lot more public than others, and it just depends on what you want to do with your music in the end. But I think that we're so lucky to have this gift as creators. We're so lucky. I mean, think about it. We get to get up, and whenever we have time, we have something like this at our fingertips. So you can just make music. You can write something. You can make it come to life, and you can bring it as far as you want. It can stay as music and a demo. It can become an album. It can become music videos. There can be a whole world wrapped around it and even merchandise. And that all of that, your fingertips, how do you feel yeah. about that versus what we used to have like 20 years ago? Well, I, I, I feel that's, it's really, really awesome because, um, um, yeah, you know, uh, uh, you're always your mind is always turning, and you always have some creative idea, not just musically, but like, um, like say, creating a te- teaser trailer for your album or something like that, uh, something li- as little as that. But like, what's also what, what what's good for creativity for me is not being tied to a record label, not being pressured or, mm-hmm. or anything like that by other band members to we got to get this thing out and, and whatnot. And that, that helps me, um, you know, uh, uh, when music is forced, when art is forced, is it's, it's never, it's never a good thing. It, I don't think the end product is, is exactly what you want it to be. So anything I do creative is never forced because I, I'm, I'm doing it myself, you know? So but, true. But, I, yeah. but to have, to have that talent to be able to, you know, sit out a piano and write chords and then pick up my guitar and, and then write chords over that and then and then play a lead guitar over that and then a vocal like it's just you know layering and layering and layering it's it's fun <laughs> it really is it is isn't it when did you learn like how did you learn to do this well back in like 1994 i mean i was a huge metalhead in the 90s you know and um Good time and, to be. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean, but like the European bands, like like Amorphis, all these like uh, like European bands that really uh, inspired me. Um, um, 
and I was, and I said, I love this music so much, but I'm, I'm dying to like play an instrument. So I started, um, you know, playing around with the keyboards and stuff like that and synthesizers. And, and I just kind of learned myself self-taught, you know, and, and I, and I kind of picked up music theory on the way, you know, and then, and then, uh, I played keyboards for Grace Guys Fallen for 18 years. And, and then, um, I only started playing guitar like two and a half years ago. And, and I guess considering that I, I know how to play the piano, I could sing a bit. The guitar came like really quick for me. Like it was, you know, it was nothing. I guess yeah, if you give me anything sure. like a jaw hop, I'll, I'll be able to master a jaw hop. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. You know, <laughs> you know I, they say if, if you have the ability to play the piano, you could basically play anything. So I think so. I think so. I, I, except with, you know, I want so much to play the guitar and I've talked to a lot of guitar companies that are willing to send me guitars, but I'm always afraid to receive them because the last time I had one of the artists in the studio trying to teach me the guitar, for some reason, my yeah. particular fingers get in pain. Does that happen to you when I, when I sit you, there and try well, and learn? Yeah. When you, when you try to, especially what, like an acoustic guitar, your fingers are going to kill you. They're going to kill you. Mm-hmm. you. And um, even, I mean, to the point where, where my, my fingers are bleeding, you know? Yeah. But right. I can't after know a while, After a while, <laughs> you build up. Yeah. Like after a while, you build up um, dead skin calluses. on the tips of your fingers. Calluses. And that sounds like fun. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's really fun. Especially uh, for... For, yeah, I mean, and uh, you're you're a woman, so basically, you know, you gotta have short nails too, and you know, that's another thing. I guess it's different for men, <laughs> um, but but uh, um, you have to build up calluses, and and after a while, um, the calluses kind of soften the blow of of uh, you know pressing harder on the strings, and uh, you you can't get discouraged. That's the thing. You're gonna be like, oh my god, this hurts, this hurts, but. If you just if you just get past that first few weeks of just playing and playing and playing and you build up the calluses and it, then you're you're off. So works of the trade. Thanks a lot for that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would look good with a guitar. I, I I just say I think I want to carry music around with me. That would be really fun. I just I just don't know if I can do the callus thing. It's just been painful up till now. <laughs> However, we, yeah. we shall see. We shall see what mm-hmm. happens. What holds in your near future now that you have this project down? I would love to hear, like, what what is inspiring you forward? I mean, are you just going right away into writing new stuff? Or are you going to stick with this and kind of evolve this whole project until we really, really understand it in depth and, you know, make it more dimensional? Well, put it to you this way. October, uh, the album was released October 12th. Um, mm-hmm. I already had three new songs written. For the next album, like <laughs> I'm not, tor- yeah, I know I'm not touring or anything like that. So like, it's not like, um, it's not like I have to take a break writing music to to go out on tour and and um and and promote this album. I, my my playing live days are over. I'm just a recording artist. That's it. So um, my whole thing is promoting this album and and writing writing the new album. You know, um, at the same time. So. Uh, why stop? You know. Absolutely so, no. And, and, and that's it. No. I, and the music direction changes a little bit here and there. Like I think the next album is going to be much heavier. Um, 
and, um, it's going to be much, much heavier and uh, pretty much direct because with uh, this this one album I just put out is a concept album, and each song is kind of like part of a story. So every song has got to be a different mood. You know, there's got to be a, a slow song. There's got to be a, a hard song. There's got to be an introduction. There's got to be an, an, an outro. Um, that goes with every concept album. Um, but if you're doing a straight album with, with just songs, like you, you can just keep it the same same genre, every song heavy or, or whatever um, or whatever the, the, uh, the genre of your music calls for. So tell me now about this concept that you have with this album. It, it walks you through one man. Is it one man's experience or how did you come up with it, it and, and what does it really deal with? It's, it's a metaphor. It's not um, meant to take seriously. Uh, it's, it's kind of like um, um, the revenge of a bully. Uh, the revenge of, of, of the bullied somebody uh, that um, you know it's it's the the destruction in the beginning it's the uh, the picking up the pieces then it's the plotting your revenge but wondering if you know kind of ju- getting out of your character if if you do this if you re- re- uh, retaliate will you be able to cope with being normal again and then it's the event, the act of revenge. And then it's, 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 uh, after it's said and done, your adrenaline is shot, your wings have been cut and now you just crash back down to earth, you know? Oh and my gosh, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's basically like the song death from above. It, it's like the anthem, the fight song for every person that's been bullied whatever whatever and and i use like kind of um uh, uh like uh medieval terms like death from above descending down on my prey like how a bird would would, would swoop down on and and pick up a rat from, from the ground and you know i use metaphors like that but you know they're not to be taken literally yeah so it's a concept wow. um, of, of of uh of uh um, things being inflicted on somebody and how, how, um, you, you know, and how they deal with it and, and basically, and the aftermath bottom line. So what is the, what is the support content for it? Like, are you going to spend any time mapping out any of this in video? Like, like you remember like Beyonce did lemonade how she took her whole album and she basically walked <laughs> yeah. you through it. Right. Well, well, Beyonce, Beyonce's Lemonade is, is a little bit more uh, um, uh, uh, successful than my project. <laughs> I, I, I think she's got a little bit more uh, downloads in iTunes than I do. <laughs> but if there's any Beyonce well, fans mean, out there... You have to also like, love video, dollar, right? Because if you're not in love with making video... Well, um, what, well, I'm sorry, what was the question? Said you have to really be in love with making videos too, because I mean, ten yeah. tracks and and a big story to tell. You have to be pretty committed mm-hmm. <laughs> to the video process. Well, I I, I took I, I did a lyric video for Death from Above, and I did the whole lyric video myself. I'm really good with uh, video editing and and stuff like that. 
you know, Adobe After Effects, all these iPad applications, and and I just mixed it all together, and I, I created a pretty good lyric video. And the lyric video kind of tells the whole story of the album in one uh, throughout that one song. I feel like Death from Above is like the, the climax of that entire album. You know, it's like the act, and and it kind of tells like a bit of it, like a, a backstory, a little bit as well. So um, you're not really missing anything if you just you know. If, if you watch that video. I'm actually adding the music video, the lyric video you just told us about to your page so that we make sure that everybody sees it. And we'll have to post oh, yeah, that post for you guys pretty, on Twitter. It's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I, I do, I add like a lot of colors in there, some reds and some purples, there's some black in there, you know, um, a lot of smoke. It's, it's pretty heavy metal. <laughs> I love it. So now being a one man yeah, yeah. band here, do you, did you make the the logo as well? Did you come up with that yourself? Oh, um, no. You know, I, I, I kind of, um, I, I kind yeah, I, I did kind of put a couple of different fonts together and, mm-hmm. um, it's a simple logo, but actually I have a new logo that was really, uh, custom created for me, which is, um, I actually, um, uh, um, introduced it on on the Instagram page and Facebook page, so um, it's a little bit more heavy metal than than uh, the 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 current logo was. Um, but um, yeah, <laughs> one reviewer called seemed said that it seemed like a kind of like um, uh, '80s video game like kind of logo. So I was like, you know, it's pretty cool. <laughs> I, I like that because. The, the 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 music is my genre of music is not very modern sounding, so um, <clears throat> so it kind of the logo kind of fits the the music. But I think as as the music's getting heavier, I wanted to change the logo a little bit and uh, kind of make it a little little bit more just distorted. So interesting, yeah. It's, it sounds like you really put a lot of thought and effort into all that you do, and I I love that. I think that. It should be, you know, this is your world that you're creating. And aside from the music, there has to be a visual. There just always has to be, you know, but I love that. I'm really attracted to the red, the red cover art right now. I mean, I'm looking at it and it just is so intricate. I'm thinking to myself, why am I not seeing a lot of merchandise from you around this? Since there is an album, you know, I would love to see you maybe get into that because you'd be surprised introducing merchandise to people does so much more than just asking for a sale. It actually presents something that's tangible. It presents something that people can wrap their head around that they're used to. And especially this time of year, when people are looking for gifts and they love metal, you've got something that would attract a niche market just by the shareability, by just the visual of like, oh, look at that. That's a really cool t-shirt. I love that. You know, who's that band? You know, where does that come from? All that kind of stuff goes into play when you start to think about it. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, but it's all about supply and demand as well, you know. Um, if if people are sending messages saying, I'd like to order a T-shirt, I'd like to order a T-shirt, I'd like to order a T-shirt, um, uh, please send me some stickers, I'm going to have to, you know, start making those up, you know. Yeah, but it's that never supply. happens. That's not how it works, it, though. It never works that way. People aren't just in it this world. Does, people right? are, 
No, they're not going to think, oh, I wish that was on a T-shirt. I mean, I'm in marketing, right? And my job is to market artists and get as much attention for them as I can. So I know the power of when somebody sees you wearing a T-shirt that has that logo on it, and then they all of a sudden, you know, start to connect the artist with the logo and the image. And then they see a T-shirt is for sale. When it's in front of them, they make a decision. But nobody is ever, ever, ever going to think, oh, I wish that was on a T-shirt. Only I would I say agree. that. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I agree. I agree. And plus, not for nothing, not, if you present people for, with bundles, like a, a T-shirt and a CD for $15 or whatever like that, you know, people jump on that. And, and, and the artwork is nice. I mean, a T-shirt with, with that, that floral design with a heart in the middle the heart we go yeah. to, like, right in the middle, you know, I, I, I see yeah. yeah, Coffee mm. mug, I know, right? I mean, I'm doing an open box today oh, for some of, right, for some of the band merch and that they send in, and so far, it's been amazing. I can tell you this, though, you don't have to actually invest in merchandise in order to have merchandise. There are so many websites out there where you just upload the logo, adjust it to where you want it, and it will create all the merchandise for you, and that's a great way to test things out. You know, you don't make as much yeah. money on each one, but at least you can start offering merchandise and talking about it. You can get samples for uh, yourself, and that's a really good way to start it. I'll I'll have to look into that because I mean, I I'd, I'd like to do everything uh, under a budget, you know, because because I don't have five other members that are no, but it's well, free. So. It's free. Just it, you know, to ask me for a link, you know, like just email me and I'll send you a link to the stores where you can set up a profile and then just upload your logo. You can literally have it today out there for sale. And it's just that easy. Yeah. Totally cool. So nice to meet you and have you here. I'm really glad we got a chance to do behind the music because it makes such a big difference when I get to hear and hang out with you. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, definitely. Well, Craig, thank you for being here, and good luck with this album. I'm so excited that we're going to be advertising it for you. Let me know if you get that T-shirt up. Yeah, definitely, and thank you for having me. This was definitely a, you know, a, a very good uh, interview. I, I, I kind of, you know, you, I've been totally like my mindset for, away from that album for like weeks now because I've been focusing on new music. But you know, I had a, you just made me really dive back into it and. and uh, and um, you know, and, and the whole concept and, and everything, and, and it's just, and it just, yeah, what an experience for making that album. It really was lyrically too. So, well, I'm happy to help you come up with concept ideas or content ideas for your social media pages from this album. You know, don't let it just lie, and it needs a lot more attention. And there's so much more that can be done with it. I so. Yeah. You spent so much time working on the music and it just doesn't even have its presence yet. We need more. <laughs> so yeah. let me know. Yeah, and I'm happy enough. to help. No, there Thank isn't. So it's much, just, yeah, yeah you're welcome. Okay. Great interview. Love talking to him. And you know, that's, it's a really good point um, that came up and, and only as a result of me looking around, you know, as I'm sitting here doing the interview, I'm constantly scoping out the social pages and all that the, the artist has to offer and I look from fresh eyes. So I'm always trying to look from fresh eyes because I see so much every day. And, you know, my job primarily is to try and bring as much attention to these projects and make sure that you've spent so much time on music or music videos or whatever, and there's money involved with those. You want to make sure that you get 
the, the maximum amount of impact for it. And like we were talking at the beginning of the segment, many times you'll spend so much time creating and then you post it like once or twice on social media and maybe post it again, you know, as you go along. But that's really not a world that's not giving the creation enough room to breathe. And all these other things like video trailers, lyric videos for each song, thinking about maybe building out a whole visual world, doing merchandise, doing, um, you know, performances of the song, different performances of the song, like maybe you can deconstruct some of them. I mean, I, I, it's, it's really amazing what a lot of new artists aren't doing with these songs that really big artists are doing. Like they, if you notice when like Guns N' Roses or any, any rock band releases a new album, that album is celebrated for as long as they possibly can celebrate it for. Now they're always writing new music and the fans are ang- like upset and trying to get it and wanting to hear it early and stuff like that. And that's building anticipation. That's awesome. But at the end of the day, the current album needs to be celebrated as much as possible. And that's through all of these other channels. So I want to encourage you guys to celebrate every single release. Don't just let it die. Don't let it lie. Once you get it done, don't forget about it. Even if it means that you have to pre-schedule a lot of content to be served up to your audience over three months while you go into the creation phase again, at least that content is being pushed out there. Now, of course, at AVA Live Radio, right, we're going to be pushing content for these artists and all of these wonderful singles and the albums and stuff for them, but they still got to serve it up to their audience on the pages. So think about what these albums really mean to you and try and get in there early as you're making them. So at least you get that benefit of anticipation, but then also follow up with some amazing things that people just, you know, didn't expect because there are, what, 2 billion people that can have eyes on your stuff every single day. We're missing out on that guys. I I know because I see it happen every day. This is Jacqueline Jacks for AVA Live Radio. I hope you guys really enjoyed today's segment of Behind the Music featuring Drift in Black on their new song.